1: everyone, we thought we'd give you a wee taste of our book club podcast because they're some of our favourite conversations to have and we feel like you're missing out if you aren't part of our book club. So, in saying that, if you want to head to the show notes and join Shit You Should Read About, we have a little discount code for you. Enjoy! Bookies. (laughs)
0: Bookies. <laughs> Bookies. 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 We actually need to know how to say
1: that in Portuguese. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Someone find that out for us. <laughs> um, you will not believe, like you won't believe, how we're recording this for you. We sort of thought, you know, we'll have this new life in Lisbon. Everything will be chic. It'll be like so easy to record our pods from our new house on our couch. We've got hardwood floors and we've got an Avery like
0: out our window yeah I like it sounds like a small animal farm um George big, Orwell yeah <laughs> our next book no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so we've had to construct I think we're gonna have to send you a, a picky yeah. in the Geneva chat but basically imagine Luce and I on the couch covered in a, like a pink and yellow quil- quilt quilt and then this ladder we found in the bathroom <laughs> propping up. it's like as it looks like we've built a fort yes well we literally have built yeah. a
1: fort and we're just hoping it makes some difference to the record level or the yeah. record quality bear with us and this is real life living yes this it- is the cost of living yeah <laughs> Making a fort with your bestie on the couch to record a podcast yeah. for your other bookie besties. Yeah.
0: It's the cost of being a woman. It really is. I love how you just immediately politicized that and I want to know more. You want to know more. One thing that we should say is we read this book actually
1: before we tipped our lives upside down. Yes. So it's sort of been lost in my brain somewhere and I'm hoping that this chat
0: brings it back to the front brings me back to reality yeah I also read this book a while ago and I'll talk about my relationship with it shortly but um it has it was like quite a stirring thing to go back and try and remember it but in a in the best way because mm. when I first read it I, it just shocked me shocked me in, in the most kind of electric way that it was um a really cute thing to bring to the book club, and when I suggested it, I was like, "To oh, lose, I'm, I'm nervous that it's too highbrow, or like, I don't know if the bookies will like reading nonfiction. We talk a lot about like fantasy and fanfic and like other like gorge novels that we read, and no one's ever really referenced nonfiction." Yeah, what made you take a chance on me? Um. Okay.
1: Well, I've just entered this new era of reading, like smart things I feel like I used to read non-fiction about like old politics dudes and the media and things mm. I wanted to feel productive and it really put me off non-fiction and then after reading what's going to be our next book club book which is watching women and girls I really was like okay I should read more women authors that get it mm. and then you suggested this And we really wanted the book club to be a place to read things that you wouldn't usually. So, like, spoiler, we're going to be doing some, like, fantasy shit coming up. We've
0: never been fantasy readers. Ever. 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 I'm, like, the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes.
1: And so we just thought, how fun that we can read, I
0: don't know, books that
1: we otherwise wouldn't. Um, And it wasn't so much just taking a chance. It was just, like, this is the point of the book club. Yeah. So let's do it. And. Hilarious that we chose,
0: as we found out, the middle book in a series of three. I know. Okay. And also, just to further your point, I love a small book. I I love love a small book. You actually sent me this Gorge article about small books the other day which is just like they feel attainable you're not like oh I'm gonna have to dive into this big world Ah." you want to pick it up you want to put it in your handbag yes yes. but the reason we chose cost of living just so for context there are three books it's like a there is a series but it's not you can read them on their own or in a row but there's um things I don't want to know the cost of living and then real estate and we chose the cost of living like level one basic level we just thought it was a really cute title that would resonate with how everyone is feeling at the moment which is fucked up and and not having enough money to get by and secondly it was yellow it was yellow (laughs) no and thirdly the first book she talks a lot about growing up in South Africa and it's really it's really cool but this one shifted into her divorce the death of her mother trying to build a home, raising her girls. And I think something that Deborah Levy does so amazingly is like even though these stories are about a woman who's significantly older than us, or most of us in the book club, I think she's 64, they're somehow
1: relevant. Yes, yes. And like I think a lot of that does come from her being a mother now because she always talks about her daughters and her daughter's friends and how they are crazed for life or she loves the word crazed I noticed that that's something I wrote down while I was reading it I was like she uses the word crazed a lot and it's such a Deborah Levy thing and it's a great word but I remember she was talking about how like her daughters came home from school and she loved having them around or something she loved having her daughters and her friends around because it didn't like annoy her that they were so like loud and bullshy. and she just like wanted to listen to it And I feel like it's interesting because she's writing about people that are crazed for life in a way that a lot of us in the book club, like we might relate more to the daughters, but it's so nice to hear an older woman respecting that and loving that and not being like, well, you just wait until like yeah, you yeah. get older and you're- you have to
0: pay a mortgage or yeah. something. But do you think it's also because she herself almost feels like a teenager? Yes. Like she's, she's ended a marriage yes. and she's setting up life again and she's watching her daughters leave for uni. Yes, And she's like, Oh my God, I'm having to do the same. And mm-hmm. I think, um, a lot of apparently, people when they go in and watch you speak at writers festivals say like you make me feel less lonely like your life stories have become this sort of guide to life and I just I feel like often I try and read older authors and I can't relate to like topics on motherhood or childbirth or postpartum depression or Mm -hmm. um menopause I know those are like very archetypal topics but Because I haven't been through that, I find it hard to relate to. And I know this so nourishing and important for women who have been through it. So... She has this magical way of mm. fucking making you feel like you're drunk at her table yes. with her other like kind of unhinged friends and just figuring it out as you go. And because I, it's funny that you say that when I started reading this book,
1: I really thought I'm not going to like it because I don't care to read about divorce. I don't really care to read about a family breakdown. Yeah. I like Been through don't enough. <laughs> care about motherhood. Yeah. And I was like, but as soon as i was what like three or four pages in yes it wasn't about that yes it was like these are the events that i'm using to tell a bigger story yeah yeah i just i thought she was great i didn't know how i was going to feel about it
0: and i i was converted yes which brings me to those first couple of pages also full disclosure bookies i've been on a bit of a bender <laughs> and my voice is still recovering. In and out. <laughs> and I'm telling that because I love you and I yeah. want it, to be honest um but we o op- this so this book opens uh with a young woman a young scuba diver um holding a conversation with a middle-aged man that we call the big big silver and he's like very clearly like such a garbage kind of yeah. guy like just exactly the kind of annoying man at a bar you meet traveling and he says you like to talk a lot don't you and yet she keeps speaking and 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 deborah levy says she's making a bid to be someone braver than she felt someone who could travel freely on her own who could risk an impossibly complicated conversation with a stranger and like not to completely relate that to our lives but that was just, like, so it. And yes. I think the way she treats the male gaze is, is so wonderful. And she has these, like, sharp, quippy lines throughout it which constantly talk about these sort of invisible struggles or invisible power plays between mm. men and other genders. And oh, my God, like, the stories about the men that don't remember their
1: wife's friend's names oh. or, or the man that he, he doesn't look at his wife anymore. All those stories, those little – she's not – like overtly saying men are trash and they don't treat women well. She's just saying even the men in my life don't recognize that these little things that they do are slowly diminishing women or making women have to do so much more work. Yeah, or like fight to be the subject of their own lives. I think she says in there like – she has a line, I can't remember it, but it's something about – Main character. Yeah, women having to fight to be the subject and it's like – or in any interaction with a man you have to fight to not make
0: your stories be in relation to theirs or like yeah oh my god that's so true and i feel like feminist writing because let's be real she's a she's a incredibly sharp Mm. feminist feminism is in literature is in such an interesting place right now because it's like how do you write things that haven't haven't already been done right and i think what she does so well is like captures that nuance really well she's not being like the patriarchy or like men get earned get earned god earn more than us yes but these tiny kind of micro dynamics that like exist so subtly in our lives we often don't question she actually blows up to be like way more significant things that we haven't really thought about and i feel like that's so it's so amazing that she does that because it's so often even in new zealand
1: like you can get asked like, what's it like to be a woman there? And mm. it's so hard to pinpoint that even though like every day you're not being told that you're worth less than a man, mm. there are still these like constant little things mm. that make your life differ. And it can be so hard to explain and yeah. then you feel like an idiot or you feel like, well maybe we are just equal because yeah. I can't put my finger on why
0: I feel stupider in a room every time but it's these things that (sighs) she
1: can pick up on yes
0: or it's like when you're trying to explain to your girlfriends an argument that you've had with your partner and you're like and then he fucking shut the fridge door or like they always sound so ridiculous yeah but I look back on like my professional working relationships with men with with male bosses or managers and uh, this is part of my personality I think but I've always like knowing their kids birthdays being like how's your wife doing I saw that she blah or like um you know have you made sure your husband knows about this and like doing emotional labor at work so I think she just picks up on these things so wonderfully and I just like I think non-fiction can be an intimidating genre to pick up because it can, I hate books that make you feel like not smart enough yeah. for reading there. They're like open on a quote by Chaucer no, or someone or like Socrates. And you're just like, fuck. No, I never read them. Yeah. I'm just like, skip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like from the Bible, even though it's not a religious I know. book. But I think what I love about these is like, they're really normcore tales. Yeah. Am I hung over Yeah. cough? They're really normcore tales of like, so much of this is about like riding her e-bike. Yeah, like, I know.
1: That's one of my favourite parts of the book, is um, her talking about her e bike and the freedom that yes. it allowed her. Not just because I bought an e bike and felt the exact same yeah. a few years ago, but just because it's such a tiny thing that allows you this freedom. I mean, to be fair, cost of living, it's expensive to yeah. own. But now she says she, because she can, has invested in three so yeah. that when people come around to her house, oh my God. they too can feel that and it's they cannot so be good. like, not rely on an Uber or
0: i don't know car it's just this like tiny thing that makes him feel free do you I think it, it's too? also like reading this woman who's gone through like a complete combustion of her life there's something really childlike about the way she starts to describe her life about the shitty corridor just call it like the whole ha- cor- corridor of love yes. or something yeah um and like eating kind of random meals and trying to like put curtains in her room to feel happier and it's just like this is shit you do when you're like 19 25 moving into flats that are like kind of random and don't feel like home and I had this like really vivid experience when I broke up with um, my boyfriend a couple of years ago and I was at a wedding and my friend said to me I just don't I just can't fathom having to start over again. And I was like, cool, cool. that's um, um, my current hell. Yes. But what this book teaches us is like, you can start over at any time yes. in your life. Yes. And I think she talks really openly about the struggle for money and the struggle to support her, her children mm-hmm. and, and struggle to pay rent and, and, and yep. create a life around around her. That's, that struggle... Is constant and never-ending, but I just thought it's so hopeful to know that, like, you can start over at any time. At any point, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important for women to hear that because you're thinking as you get older, like, fertility, my worth at work, like... Am I made to feel not beautiful enough to find another partner because I'm over a certain age and my body's been told it's not as good as it used to be? You know, all of that, but it's such a hopeful kind of Real reminder of like yeah, start over at any time,
1: and also that it's not the worst thing in the world to be alone, which I think a lot of deborah Levy's generation
0: yes. grew up, or our
1: parents' generation, the worst fucking possible thing. It's why they all get married when they're twenty and then marriages fall apart. Yes, because they have just been told it's the worst thing in the world to be alone, yeah. and you must follow these guides to life. Yes, if you want to hear more of our conversations about the books we're reading in our book club. You can come and join Shit You Should Read About, which is the very apt name for our book club, where we give you access to our group chats, our full podcast episodes, our weekly prompts, our roundups. It's just the cutest community on the internet. And even better, if you click the link in the show notes, you can get a discount um, to become a Cisco supporter and join the book club. So see you there.